This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real-world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, I was listening to that uh, car taking off, engine sounds. I, I recorded those about 20 years ago. And I was just thinking, I've been on the air 30 years now with this radio show. But uh, just fresh back from uh, Barrett Jackson. And that sound sounds just like the Dodges that were running around and the other cars, the Mustangs and, and Toyotas and things that were running around taking people for actual thrill rides at Barrett-Jackson. Joining me right now is uh, BJ Colleen, voice of reason in the automotive world that I exist in. And uh, anyway, I had a lot of fun out there. BJ missed you out there. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't make it, but I got a car show to go to, uh, leaving pretty soon, actually. Ah. Uh, as soon as I finish the show, okay. I'm going to go to the Grand National Roadster Show in Pomona. So I got a little drive from Vegas. But uh, let's wrap up, Barrett Jackson. But first, congratulations on 30 years. And yeah. it was funny. I was I was listening to the music, too, and I'm thinking, hey, you're going to have to change that to an electric vehicle where it's nothing <laughs> but a whine. You know, it's like, eh, for like, you know, whatever the intro time is. So I know. What, <laughs> what, what are you going to do with that? It takes all the enthusiasm I, out of it. It, you know? it sure does. So, yeah. But anyway, Barrett Jackson, you did a great job on your symposiums. If people Thanks. haven't had a chance to check it out, please go online and, and find it. You probably should link it to the website, Alan, because it I really know. was interesting. Well, you know what it is? It's it's uh, when I signed the agreement with Barrett Jackson, they own everything and they want me to send people to them. So here it is. Go to Barrett Jackson's YouTube channel and look for symposiums. They're all on Barrett Jackson's YouTube channel. And uh, and I'm I'm happy with that. That's fine with me. I mean, it's like what an honor it is to be involved, especially this year. My gosh, it was amazing. All I can tell you is the prices were through the roof. <laughs> the the number of people was, I believe, record breaking. Three hundred fifty thousand or something people showed up to this Barrett Jackson collector car auction and exhibition. It really was the world's greatest event. I can't imagine for collector car hobby. Can't imagine anything better. How could they better that? I don't know. You know. Well, you know they they sold over nineteen hundred cars. They made a hundred eighty four million in total sales, <laughs> and they raised one point almost one point nine million for charity. But Great. what's interesting is they sold eleven hundred memorabilia pieces for almost six and a half million dollars. So oh, I don't know if you contributed to that or not this year. But, no, uh, no. But but I will. I mean, just first of all, because every morning when I would get there, they were selling memorabilia, and people, if you've got an old sign that says Firestone or something. I bought an what's called an old new stock, O-N-S, old new stock sign. It was in a box, said Firestone. It was from 1959, I think. I paid $20 for it at a swap meet. That thing has got to be worth a 1000 bucks, maybe more. So if you've yep. got an old sign of memorabilia in the auto industry, boy, check out Barrett Jackson for that. That's a big place to sell, but go ahead. Okay, so let's talk about charity cars. We talked about what was going on the block, and the Hummer was one, the EV edition SUV VIN number one. It went for $500,000 to benefit Tread Lightly, which is pretty good. Yeah. And the Ford Mustang GT Fastback VIN number one for 2024 
went for five hundred sixty-five thousand for the JDRF, which is a juvenile diabetes research right. fund. Yep. So that's pretty good. Awesome. Uh, a couple other things they sold off. I had an F one fifty to benefit the Fighter County Foundation. So really, really cool for when it comes to donating things. But top sales number one. 1989 Ferrari F40 went for $2.75 million. And I remember when that Ferrari F40 first came out, it was pretty impressive. I've seen one yeah. person. I don't know if you had a chance to see the F40, but a pretty sweet vehicle. Oh, I saw sure. it. Yeah, no, it was like a kind of like a battleship gray. <laughs> it was a pretty awesome yeah, looking car. Yeah, bizarre but... color. Ferrari should only be red. But yeah, yeah the, it was the a bizarre car, color. The car we talked about is the chicane that was built by Rad Rides. Okay, by okay. Oh, slow down, slow down. So okay. we made a prediction. What was it, two weeks ago? And yeah. I said to BJ, do you remember? Hold on, let me think. I wrote it down in here. Hold still. I don't remember, but I think I said 250 is what I think I so said. So right I wrote it down somewhere. I got too much junk on here. Hold on. Where is it? <laughs> but yes, you, I believe, let's see. Uh, was it that one? I think I said 250, 300. Yeah. And so uh, BJ made her prediction. Oh, I know I've got it here somewhere. But anyway, uh, I think you're break. right. I know exactly. I'll find it in the break. But how did you do on your prediction? It went for two ninety one five. So it was uh, definitely somebody got a heck of a bargain. Yeah, is the best way to say it. They really, really did. And then that Superbird I was looking at went for four hundred one thousand. So that pretty much put me out of the running by about four hundred thousand. So I, <laughs> right. I, I was close. So my bidding ended at fifteen hundred. Yeah, right. <laughs> there was nothing there for fifteen hundred dollars but a hot dog and a turkey leg. Oh my gosh. Uh, we're talking about Barrett Jackson. It was uh, wow, wow with all capital. Matter of fact, wow with a Z E R. Wowzer! It was amazing. BarrettJackson.com. You can see all the vehicles and a lot of the, uh, you know, the symposiums on their YouTube channel and stuff. Very fun. We'll be right back with more BJ Colleen and a little more talk about Barrett Jackson right after this. Stay with us. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Wow, that's loud. All right, The Drive all across America. I'm Alan Taylor. BJ Colleen joining me. We're talking a little bit about Bear Jackson. World-breaking auction numbers for the collector and classic car world. BJ has the list of all the top-selling stuff. Just walk through a little bit of that, will you? Just fun. Okay, well, as I said, the Ferrari F40 was the top car at 2.75. 
And then a 2005 Porsche Carrera GT came in at one point, almost 1.6. And that Ford GT lightweight carbon series we were talking about, that went for 1.32. So mm. whoever bought it at six or seven made their money back. So yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah. The Shelby Group 2 Mustang 1966 that was built for Ken Miles, that actually went for a fair price, 770000 So that was pretty good. Nope. You know, all these cars are the Saturday night cars, the ones that right. you know, everybody's drunk and, and buying it like crazy frenzy. <laughs> the uh, newest car in the group besides the uh, Ford GT was a 2021 Ferrari SF90 that went for 742 And then a, a Lamborghini Aventador went for 671 But the Lexus, a 2012 Lexus LFA, which was a collector car back then, went for 748 So they, they fetched some big, big numbers this time around. Yeah. I think because you said... It was a crowded place. So oh. people got money. They yeah. want to spend it. A lot of celebrities, a lot of sports stars, a lot of, uh, you know, NASCAR, IRL, you know, every, from every walk of life, rock stars, uh, you name it. Everybody who was anybody that loves cars was at Barrett Jackson. Okay. So yeah, it's a big um, again, I did a whole uh, series, four different symposiums. You can find those at the YouTube channel for Barrett Jackson. They're there under symposiums. Uh, you are about to get in your car and go to the L.A. Roadster Show. Maybe you can give us some highlights right. on that. Right. Called the Grand National Roadster Show. Okay. And what's so special about that is this is where they award America's Most Beautiful Roadster. And that's a big deal. It's like the hugest trophy I've ever seen. It's probably like a 10, 12-foot trophy. You can barely fit into the, <laughs> the fairgrounds at Pomona. But what's nice about this is this is a show for the public, so anybody can come in and First day was yesterday, Friday, and then it's Saturday and Sunday. They give out the big awards Sunday night. So I'm going to head down there as soon as we're done and check it out. There's a, a lot of vehicles that are contenders. What's interesting is all the contenders, all nine of them are Ford Roadsters. It's interesting. Different owners, different builders, and I haven't had a chance to see any of them yet. I'm looking forward to it. But there's a couple of 32s. One's built by Rad Rides by Troy, so I'll get some. Insight from Troy when I see him. Uh, Brizio, Roy Brizio Street Rods has got another entry. Kugel Components has a couple entries. Uh, Dominator Motorsports has one in Swill Coast Speed Shop, which I haven't heard of. That's Scott Williams is the owner. So they got some roadsters. Six of them are deuces, and four of them have been entered by shop owners. So it's and it's pretty interesting because you've got names like Troy Trepanion and Roy Brizio and Kugel Components. These are people that know what they're doing. So I'm really looking forward to checking out these vehicles. In addition, they do the Al Sloanaker Memorial Award contenders. And these are people that uh, obviously are, are great builders, but enter into a, a little bit different competition because they don't quite fit in the roadster category. But there's things up for grabs like a 57 Bel Air. There's a 37 Buick Coupe. There's a 29 Ford Coupe. There's a 56 Chevy Nomad. And then a Mustang and uh, a bunch of different vehicles that are from all different years. So this one is, I think it's it's close to the MBR, but it, it, I forgot what the Al Sloniker Award represents. I'll get it when I come back and report back on it. But it's a pretty impressive award, and there's a big chunk of change that goes with that as well. You know, so, um, uh, one of the things you're talking about these hot rod builders and what have you, and, and one of the guys actually, well, I had Dave Kendig on from Bitchin' Rides, um, yeah. and I had Bobby Alloway, master car builder. Bobby. Yep. He has got to be one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. Just, yep. I mean, He's salt of the boy. earth. And he is um, doing an event that I, I told him I'm happy to tell the world about, but he's got this car show that'll be kind of the granddaddy of all car shows is what he's trying to do for the builders, you know, to have one that 
has a, a, a huge prize and all the rest. So it's going to be in uh, in uh, Nashville. I think Nashville was it t- somewhere oh, in it's Tennessee. Yeah, is Pigeon it, Forge is usually where he has it. Yeah. So anyway, but I'll tell the world more about that. But dang it, do I like that guy? He's just uh, just salt of the earth. All right, one more segment <laughs> here with BJ Colleen. Uh, BJ, uh, we're going to take a break. This is the drive. I'm Alan Taylor. Thanks for joining us across America on, geez, almost a hundred radio stations for the last thirty years. Of course, it was Motor Trend for a while, and Car and Driver for a while, and then back to Motor Trend, and now it's back to the drive, and it'll be something else later on. The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And our show brought to you in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Uh, BJ Colleen joining me. You know, BJ, it's been a long time yeah. since we played a whack-a-mole with uh, Tesla and Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way of putting it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it's he not, is one of our favorite targets. Yeah, it's so not that, that I, yeah. I... It's like, I like Elon since he bought and took over Tesla, or not Tesla, but uh, what's it called? Uh, Twitter. Twitter. And he likes things with T, I guess. Tesla, Twitter. And uh, I kind of, I, I, it's it's fun to watch his antics. And it was also fun watching him like with, uh, oh, Joe Rogan and do all, I mean, all the silly things he does. And But he's definitely a whack-a-mole. There's no question. You just like to whack him. So what's been going on with Tesla lately? I know they've been <laughs> problems and stuff. Yeah, we haven't we haven't really done any Tesla bashing lately, but yeah, it's interesting cuz they're doing a couple things. First of all, they decided that they're going to cut the prices on their vehicles, which was well, you know, it's a nice thought, 20% because they are expensive. Let's face it, all the electric vehicles are expensive and I mean, when you look at Tesla versus Lucid and things like that, they're they're steel. But that's made Ford say, "Okay, well, we'll cut the prices on our Mustang Mach-E to get more people interested." Tesla probably doing it because People were starting to fall off buying electric vehicles. So, uh, you know, it's basically a sale. And then he also has a target of 50% growth. So the only way you're going to get there is by reducing prices to Uh get the volume up. So that's great. But the problem is, let's say that you are the one who bought a Tesla a week before he decided to drop the price. I was thinking that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So owners are like furious. So I don't know if they can go back in and get the money back in like you can with clothes. You buy something that goes on sale. You go back, you get the difference back, but I don't think that's going to fly with Tesla. So, <laughs> you know, every time he tries to do something nice, something else bad happens. So I don't know. I feel sorry for the guy sometimes, but not <laughs> all the time. I feel sorry for the richest man in the world, you know? I, I know. <laughs> He's still laughing all the way to the bank. Oh, no totally, about it. totally. Yep. What's interesting, though, too, is that VinFast, the Korean upstart manufacturers, New car their company. vehicles, yeah. 
Yep, new car company, brand new car company. Their prices were starting to get a little bit ridiculous, and they've decided they're going to drop their prices a little bit also, which is uh, it's nice. But you're still looking at you know forty to fifty to sixty thousand dollars and above on some of these cars. So, yeah. but what's interesting about Vinfast because I haven't driven one, only a couple people have so far, but that they're saying that the original range of the vehicle that was supposed to be two hundred sixty miles on the all electric or 277 they just announced that it's coming with a 179 mile range which again okay you promised you said 260 270 and now you're coming in at 100 miles range underneath that it's going to hurt them when they finally start going for sales of these cars so uh, electric vehicles just crazy all the way around that's all there is to yeah it, so. uh, you know I, and here's the thing i feel like if people you know want to buy an electric car buy an electric car if we want to buy a diesel car, I personally, I I love the sound of a diesel engine. It could be that I'm, you know, I, I'm not even sure that my, you know, that I'm not part trucker. You know, I, I was a trucker for a while, <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't look like any either of my parents. No, I'm joking. But um, <laughs> I just love the sound of a diesel. I don't love the sound of electric cars because guess what? They don't really make any sound. They have to put the synthetic sound. But Dodge... When they did their thing with their electric car, I was like, now you're talking. Yeah, I don't care if it's fake. I still I got to have some sound, you know? I, I, so anyway, I don't know. I think people need to buy what the heck they want. And this is just giving more options. So the consumer wins in the end as long as they don't mandate too much too fast. Because I, I kind of want to die before the mandate happens, you know? Like 2050 or something like that. I think I can make it to 2050. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's, it's pretty possible. extreme. It's, yeah, I don't think yeah. I'm going to make it. I'll be lucky to make it till next year, but uh, I don't think I'll make it to 2050. So. Oh, uh, that's my goal. What, what do they say? Uh, live fast and leave a good-looking corpse or something like that? <laughs> Is it? Something, something like that. Oh, Which I'm going to lose on anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like that. By the way, I went looking, uh, just to not to change the subject, but... Uh, I went looking for that little car. I can't remember. You told me I, I wrote it down somewhere and I could not find that little car you wanted me to buy for you. Did you happen to look it up what it sold for? It was like a Metropolitan Oh, the, uh, the Metro Nash yeah. Metro? Yeah. No, I should go back and take a look. Yeah, it, it'll if probably it, shock you. If it sold you. for like three grand, it'll break my heart. So no, I don't do guarantee it. it didn't sell for three grand. <laughs> yeah, um, nothing sells for yeah, three grand. Yeah, Barrett I Jackson. Know. Are you no, so? Check it out. Are you? Have you been? Have you tested anything lately that we should be starting to keep an eye on? That you were like, wow, or is it just beginning of the year still? Not many test cars. Um, I haven't tested anything lately because yeah. you know my travel schedule's been so crazy. But right. I have spent some time in the Genesis vehicles, you know, because I do some work for them. And yep. let me tell you, people asking me what I should buy, and I, the first thing that comes out of my mouth is Genesis because I got to tell you, they are just making some amazing vehicles. The value story is there, especially when you compare them to Mercedes and BMW. And a lot more people are understanding that this brand is really coming back with something special. Yeah. And well, that they've just announced that they're going to be building that convertible, that X convertible, which I don't know if you saw it at the auto shows or even online, but yeah. that car is absolutely stunning. Absolutely yeah. stunning. Well, so this, this is the they, time of the year when they start showing some of the, the concept cars. I know Audi has just shown a... Uh, some kind of a new extreme off-road kind of a, not a Jeep kind of car, but more like uh, an Outback, Subaru Outback, you know, where uh, it's 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 kind of designed for somebody that wants to go off the beaten path. Audi, you know? So, yeah, we'll see all yep. kinds of uh, concepts and things coming out in the near future. 
All right. Well, thank you, BJ Colleen. Appreciate you. Thanks, Alan. As always, fun. I think we were pretty nice to Elon Musk today with the the whack a mole segment. Whack a Tesla. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll take a break and be back with more of the drive. Don't go anywhere. Attention, business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. is The Drive with Alan Taylor. Well, it is time. Yes, it is time. Brian Moody is back from autotrader.com, executive editor. He always has lots of good information for those looking to buy, sell, lease, or test drives, all kinds of interesting things that we want to know about. I'll say. I'll say. Brian, I understand. I said, what are you going to talk about? He says, best new SUV for a $30,000 budget. And it's we spent 31000 yeah. So you're talking to me. I'm your audience. Uh, let me tell you what we got. Let's see if it fits into it. We spent 31000 bucks. We bought. This was, uh, it's been actually, wow, it's been two years ago, 2001. And we still love it. It's the Nissan Rogue. All-wheel drive. We love it. I was driving it the other day. I said to my wife, I said, this is such a nice little machine because it's the right size. We didn't need three rows. Had all-wheel drive, leather, big Mm -hmm. moonroof, and all the, you know, heated seats and heated steering wheel and all the stuff. For $31,000, I think the window sticker was a little more, and uh, I know the dealer over here, so I got a decent deal on it, but... You know, I mean, that's that sweet spot, that 30000 bucks. So what do you got? Am I on your list, the, the Nissan? Yes. Ah. You're, in, a, in addition to the Rogue, here's what we have. So these prices do not include tax, title, destination, sure, any of that. Sure. So right. for the destination, add about 1000 bucks to these prices, but they're still under $30,000. So alphabetically, of course, we have the Nissan Rogue. That's a good one. B for Buick, the Buick Encore GX. That's a slightly bigger small SUV than the Buick Encore. It's got top safety pick awards. It's got a uh, nice interior. It's about 25.9. So uh-huh. that's a good one. Yeah. And next we have the Chevrolet Bolt EUV. That's electric. That EUV is stands for electric utility vehicle. So it's a little bit bigger than the Chevy Bolt. It's got a taller roof, more interior space, 250 miles approximately of range, a 10.2-inch touchscreen, about $27,000, $28,000 for that one. 
Next, we have the Chevy Equinox. That's $26,000. This has a little bit bigger than the Bolt. Lots of cargo space, lots of legroom, smartphone integration, all that. Here's, the I think, the, one of the more interesting ones on the list. 2023 Ford Bronco Sport at $29,215. So if you had $1,000, it's just over thirty. You can get all-wheel drive. It's standard on that. Mm. And it also looks like the Bronco. The Bronco Sport is more of a daily driver. It's based on the Escape, I think, and it's not quite as expensive as a um, as a full-size Bronco. But still a fun little yeah. car. No, nice car. Honda HRV, 23.8. That's a pretty good price. Well below $30,000. You're going to want to add options probably, but it has a nice drivetrain. It's got lots of standard safety features. Next, a little bit bigger, I like this one quite a bit, the Hyundai Santa Fe, 2023 Hyundai Santa Fe. It has lots of standard equipment. It has lots of upgrade options, plenty of cargo space, and it includes wireless smartphone integration, remote self-parking assist, and a hands-free power tailgate. You know that kind where you just wave your foot or whatever and it pops open? That's kind of cool. Yeah. And, of course, the Kia Sportage on the list, 26290 very similar to the Hyundai Santa Fe. There's a new X-Pro version. Also, I like this one, the Mazda CX-50. Mm. It's bigger than the CX-5, but not quite as big as the CX-9. And by the way, the CX-9 is changing to the CX-90. They're all going to have four <laughs> digits for their four places for their name. So CX-50, CX-30, CX-90. The U.S.-built CX-50 is a little bit more of a scrappy off-roader than some other car-based SUVs. Right. It's bigger than the CX-5. So, I don't know. That's a good one. Two more. There's a Subaru Outback, which is 28395 It's, you know what it is. The Subaru Outback is a Subaru Outback. It's right. got uh, eyesight driver assist features. And then, finally, the Toyota RAV4, 27975 Even if you add $1,000 to that, you're still under $30,000. It's just popular. It's practical. It's efficient. It's proven. You're going to have great resale value. So those are some small SUVs that you can get brand new for around $30,000, even a little under $30,000. Yeah. Now, let's talk about options because that's such a big word in today's world. And I want to start with that some of the premium cars have gotten so expensive that they actually start... You know, like taking things that you would probably like, let's call it uh, heated and air-conditioned seats, and they're making it something that you can actually activate with a monthly charge. You know, like $5.99 gives you heated seats. $5.99 gives you, you know, whatever else that you may want. You know, maybe it's that gesture control that the BMWs have. Mm-hmm. So it's like a really strange thing what they're having to do because the price of cars, some of them have gotten so dang high. So you can add options on a vehicle. And on some of these vehicles, you can put another half again as much. So if you're spending 30, you can spend another 15 grand and option the living heck yeah. out of them. Now, I'm that guy. Yeah. I like to have all those options. But uh, you mentioned one, and they're a sponsor of the show. I'll just say that out of the gate. But it is appropriate to mention them because the one thing that I don't think they make as an as an option, I think it's standard, is this EyeSight Subaru. That is something that is part of the safety features that are, I'm pretty sure they're built into all of them. I don't know, but I'll tell you what. Having these things on the car make your life safer unquestionably 
And I think that's the yeah. good thing about technology today is when they make safety a standard thing. It's not an option anymore. I'm not going to option out of seat belts. There was a time, Jay Leno tells a joke, right. when his dad bought a new car, he says, let's get it muffler delete. Can you imagine a time when you could actually delete the muffler? <laughs> you know, I mean, of course, that was probably back in the 50s or 60s or whenever it was, you know, because that's how old he is. By the way, you heard about Leno, right? Maybe. Yeah. For those who haven't heard, he got into a, a pretty, pretty horrible crash on his motorcycle, and the story goes like this. He was... Driving along uh, on one of his, I think, an old Indian motorcycle, he smelled some gas, so he pulled into a parking lot, and he's kind of looking down at his engine, just tooling along, not too fast, but, you know, going along, trying to see if he's got anything leaking, because he smelled gas, and the next thing you know, he looks up, and there's a cable going across one side of the parking lot that didn't have any flags or anything on it, you know, you tie ribbons on it so people see it, and it literally clotheslined him across the chest Broke his collarbone, broke his kneecaps, couple of ribs. The guy can't catch a break. The worst part about it is that they also canceled his television show right in the middle of him having this horrible situation, you know? It's like, what? Kind of heartless, you know? I don't know. I just think that's kind of heartless. And and why in the world? What are they doing canceling Jay Leno's garage anyway? Uh, Godspeed to his recovery. Jay Leno's a friend of the show and friend of ours. Uh, Brian Moody will be right back with us. You can find best new SUVs for under thirty grand if you're on a $30,000 budget at autotrader.com. We'll be right back. Stay with This message comes to you from our sponsor, Subaru, and their first SUV of its kind, the all-new, all-electric 2023 Solterra built to help protect the environment so it can be explored. It's the first electric vehicle to feature the legendary standard capability of symmetrical all-wheel drive to take you to places traditional electric vehicles can't reach. Love is now electric. Learn more at Subaru.com slash Solterra. Well, this is The Drive. I'm Alan Taylor. Brian Moody joining us from autotrader.com. And uh, he's always got interesting things to talk about. And and I like the fact that, Brian, you're one of the guys that is unafraid to talk about what is, you know, kind of the truth of what's going on. And, uh, there, uh, you know, I don't know if all some of the car shows that are out there that, you know, they like to talk about some of the... Uh, what I call the good, the bad, and the ugly, because there are some things that are not pretty to talk about. We, we, we yeah. <laughs> BJ was on before you. We did the whack-a-mole segment with uh, Tesla because, you know, they lowered their prices, and it was kind of a ripple yeah. effect. Imagine if you just bought a car and you found out that uh, they lowered the price 20%. BJ made a point that used to be that if you bought a piece of clothing and they dropped the price, you'd go back and they would give you the difference or a credit, an in-store credit. I don't think Tesla did that, but uh, there's a bit of a wave. Or we know. could start. Yes. What about this? What if we start selling cars at Target? Ah, <laughs> that, you take back and get the price. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, they're already selling them at Costco, which I think is hilarious. But anyway. Okay, yeah. so what, what uh, interesting so here's, things. Here's my, yes. I, you're, you're right. I'm not afraid to tackle the big issues, Alan. And here's one of them, okay? 
Thin mints are not the best Girl Scout cookie. There's others that are better. Okay, <laughs> just saying. That's the big, the big issue uh, that we're going to tackle. Okay. But I know you have a Jeep, right? Yeah. You have a uh, Gladiator. Gladiator or yep. Yep. or Gladiator. Gladiator. Yep. Okay. Which is a Wrangler so pickup truck, basically. With, kinda, but it's like the, a lot of extra engineering to make it uh, the pickup trucky thing. Right. Remember there was the Jeep Scrambler. Right. That was. Um, I have this uncanny association there was this movie in the 70s called kill dozer about a bulldozer that was possessed <laughs> and it had a jeep scrambler in the movie that they used to get away i love and those I things associate the two yeah so you have a you have a gladiator there's this thing with wranglers and gladiators called the death wobble ah. in the front the front wheels are you familiar with this no you know what is, I, uh, I i honestly i was just looking at mine i have eight thousand miles on it's a 2022 and I thought, I need to rotate those tires. So I'm curious if it has anything to do with air pressure or any of that. What's the story with that? It has more to do with the fact that they have solid front axles. Uh-huh. Really, like, hardly any cars ever have solid front axles anymore. Right. But solid front axles, it used to be common on SUVs and pickup trucks. But it's really that way because Jeep prioritized reliability, sturdiness, off-road and extra wheel travel that means, right. you know, for off-roading. Like, yeah. that's why Jeeps are good at off-roading. So when one part of the axle goes up, it pushes the other one down for traction. However, in some certain cases, if you are traveling at a certain speed and you hit a pothole or hit a bump, the front end can become destabilized and kind of wobble, like back and forth. Right Now, just to be clear, the name of the thing on the Internet has been given this colloquialism the death wobble. Yes, but this this is not, not something right. Nobody's dying from that. But this is something that no, any, no, no. any straight axle front name. vehicle. Yes, and I've heard that since I was 15 years old because you know uh, older vehicles had a, a yes, older vehicles that were just older vehicles did this if the wheels were too big and yeah, it has nothing to do with the brand itself, but it, it's a wobble. So what is the fix for that? So this is what Jeep says. There's a group of six owners that have sued Jeep in the 2019 lawsuit, and they'll have to decide whether or not this is good enough as a settlement. But what Jeep is offering, according to the Detroit Free Press, is an extra warranty extension for up to eight years or 90,000 miles that would cover all parts and labor needed to replace a failed front suspension damper. So that's the fix. If you have a Jeep and you're interested in that, you might want to keep your eye on this. Yeah, It's Probably limited to 2018 to 2020 Wranglers and Gladiators, but there could be even more, and that could be nearly 200,000 Jeep owners. So it's worth keeping an eye on. It's not done yet, but it is interesting. Yeah, well, and I have a 2022 model. My guess they fix it. And I got the Rubicon because I – not that I'll ever go to the Rubicon, but I I do go off-road all the time because I have cows and horses and – and alpaca, and I have uh, a llama, and I have pigs, and I, these things get out. We have a 300-acre ranch. They get out, and you got to go find them. And sometimes where they go to hide and to eat and to sleep and to just be uh, nosy in the neighbor's property, you know, it's <laughs> we, we're on mountainous terrain there, too. So I'm glad I did, but I'm glad you told me about do, it, so do, I can't do the llama spit? Is that the one you that know, spits llamas? Well, spit llama and alpaca both spit. And one, the thing is, don't 
don't underestimate these animals because when they spit, they wind up and they they let go. It's a spray, and it's basically they burp up a little of their cud, which is really uh-huh. disgusting, and they spit it at you. And I've never been spit well, at. Mine well, don't spit. Like- <laughs> what? saying is that wild animals are wild yeah well that yes there you go mine have not wild spit on me wild I, animals do wild animal things exactly i have uh, all kinds of interesting animals and uh, the worst thing that happened is my one of my cows stepped on my my toes and when a 1200 pound cow steps on your toe it's amazing what thoughts go through your mind like immediate <laughs> immediately <laughs> like, oh, i thought it. you're turning into hamburger next week <laughs> anyway, all right, hang, hang tight. Uh, coming up next, uh, I know Brian's got some new car information from autotrader.com. And um, check them out, autotrader.com. Also, uh, KBB, Kelly Blue Book, KBB.com. We'll be right back with more. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Yeah, a lot of people are like, Alan, Alan the farmer, rancher Alan, because I got cows and I got other animals. And Brian says to me uh, something about the alpaca. And uh, real quick, I have have the Dalai Lama. I have a big llama. He literally stands over six feet, Brian. Brian Moody joining me, autotrader.com. Wow. The alpaca. Well, from the, from, so from the, so his head goes over your head. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, no, it's pretty ominous. Uh, the alpaca are much wow. smaller. They're like a third smaller than the llama. And alpaca wool is cashmere, and a lot of people don't know that. And they're I like, did not know that. Why do you have these? You're not going to eat them. I'm like, no, but they will eat anything, any vegetation anyway. They can eat poison oak and. They can eat just like anything. They just, they're like goats, kind of. You know, people have goats to keep their property clean. I have yeah. six of the cutest alpaca. I have a white one. I have a brown one. I have a black one. I have a multicolored one. I have five females and one male. And the one male, his name is Cusco, and he comes over and he kisses me on the face. It's the cutest thing you've ever seen. Anyway, so yes, Alan the farmer. All right, back to cars. <laughs> yes. What do you got for us? New cars. How about something 2024? Oh, how about that? 
How about the Mazda CX-90? Okay, so remember before we were talking about the best SUVs for under 30, and I mentioned the CX-50? Right. So Mazda has had this three-character naming convention, you know, uh, for their SUVs. It's the CX-5. They had a CX-7. They had a CX-9. There was a Mazda 2 at one point, the Mazda 3. Now the SUVs have four characters, so CX-50, CX-90, CX-30, I think. Mm. But the 90 is the replacement for the CX-9. So they just add a zero on the end. And it is a very nice SUV. Mazda was already trying to head up scale. I don't know if you noticed that or not. They had their, they had their signature version. Right. And it's very nice on the inside, very nice looking on the outside. At one point a long time ago, Mazda was going to spin off into their own luxury brand, just like Lexus, Nissan, and Honda did. But it didn't make it too far. They killed the program, but Mazdas have been steadily getting nicer over the years. The interior is filled with high-quality materials. You can get captain's chairs in the second row. The car, the CX-90, the SUV, is as good-looking as any. I would say it's better-looking than Lexus SUVs. It's as good-looking as a Range Rover, like the Range Rover Velar. It's that attractive. There's a 3.3-liter inline six with a turbo, and you can get that with a mild hybrid system with 340 horsepower. Wait a minute! Wait so a minute! That's wait a minute! Pretty did, cool. Did you, also, say, did you say? Did you say an inline six-cylinder in this vehicle? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not a V6, an inline six. Isn't that cool? Wow, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Smooth turbo engine handles the majority of the work while the electric motor does a good job of off-the-line starts. So you know how hybrids get a little bit more oomph off the line. Right, electric. But there's also a 2.4-liter four-cylinder engine, and that is a hybrid setup as well. So this is a big step for Mazda. Upmarket, upscale, but also hybrids, eight-speed transmissions, you know, that kind of thing where they're going to be nicer than say years past no one thought of mazdas as a luxury car right um well they were you know, a zoom they zoom as the miata well that, they had the whole exactly you know exactly. kind of zoom zoom theme for oh, gosh a couple of decades i think yeah but now we're talking about napa leather right. real wood right upscale materials and fabrics and textures kind of something that would be a cut above your honda pilot toyota highlander or Chevy Traverse. So right. something like those, three-row, but nicer on the inside without going all the way to, say, Mercedes-Benz. So what kind of money is this? Because this has got to be the top of the line, the CX-90, with a CX being an SUV, right. right? That's their SUV. Yes, that's their SUVs. Now, we don't know the prices yet because ah, the CX-90 is a, is a completely new model. Right, 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 right. But And it's a 2024 model. So yeah. you got to figure, though, Three-row SUV, if you have leather and you have a sunroof, you're already going to be at $45,000. Yep. So figure this is probably going to start, I would say, around forty, and yep. then end maybe at 50 plus, 52 something like that. Yep. I mean, I'm completely guessing. They haven't released prices yet. Well, you know the what's current funny? current one starts at about 39000 So I think that's going to go up a little bit from there. But what they're going to do is give you more features and have a base price of, say, $41,000. There you go. What's funny to me is my sister calls me the other day. She goes, I bought a new Jeep Wagoneer. And I'm like, oh, how much was it? $72,000. I got a good deal. I was like, yikes. It just seems so. My first house was 70000 bucks. 
Anyway, Brian Moody, autotrader.com. Thank you, my buddy. Yes, sir. We'll be back in a minute with another hour. The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real-world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television, and radio host, Alan Taylor. So I remember 30 years ago when I started doing radio. Oh my gosh, is it 31? It's 31 years. I just realized it was 31 years ago. What am I talking about? It's We're in 2023. I remember thinking what a cool job radio is because you can do radio in your underwear. You can do radio dressed up. It, nobody knows the difference. Theater of the mind. So, uh, and I got a phone call from one of the auto manufacturers, a guy named Jason Vines, who is, is a friend of mine to this day, this many years later. He says, are you going to the Detroit Auto Show? And I'm like, in January? Hell no. So uh, he laughed. He says, oh, no, you're coming. If I have to fly out there and, and tie you up and put you in the belly of an airplane, you're coming to Detroit. You've got to come because we've got something really exciting. We want you to see it. We want you to report on it. And he was working for Nissan at the time, which they did. And uh, But I, it changed my life. I went from being a car guy that was doing a weekend radio show to, a, you know, what do they call I don't know, an automotive journalist? I don't know. Anyway, another guy like that is a car guy, automotive journalist, my friend George Kennedy III. He writes for Car Gurus and does videos for them in Boston Globe, U.S. News and World Report, any reports here on the drive, George? You know what's funny is my life changed ever since that. I looked at the world differently because I realized, as a reporter, I could really see and, and do cool things, and so I modified my life. And here we are, you know, this many years later, and I've had fun the entire time. I don't know about you. Yeah, I feel like getting tied up and thrown in the uh, cargo area of a plane would probably change my life too. <laughs> he didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, there, there's definitely a, a power to being present for the, the press days at the auto show. There's, you know, so much of these cars are being designed, uh, you know, optimized for pretty press pictures and, and blog uh, lead images that, you know, it's important to be there in person and see what the car really looks like. Take some photos of your own so you have some content of your own to promote. Right. Well, you know what? It's funny. In the first hour, BJ Colleen was on and we did a... Uh, kind of a whack-a-mole on um, Elon Musk, uh, the Teslas, and they, they lowered the price. And, I mean, it's like no matter what you do, you're pissing somebody off one way or another. You know, I mean, that guy in particular. They love his cars, and then he lowers the price. And instead of, you know, uh, the people that love his car still loving his cars, like, hey, wait a minute. But, you know, anyway. 
try as we do, I, I, the reason why I brought that up is because uh, the Chicago Auto Show is coming up, and I'm not going. First time in many years. And uh, I asked George, I go, are you going? He goes, nope. And I'm like, the world is changing, brother. I've never been to the East Chicago Auto Show. I've gone to the Los Angeles and the New York Auto Shows multiple times. I've yeah. gone to the Detroit Show a few times. But, yeah, I guess I suppose that Chicago is another one of those big shows. I know, was it Mazda promotes the Miata? Or whenever they're going to do a new Miata, they announce it there. So yeah. there's news to be had there for sure. Well, you know what's funny is uh, Chicago Auto Show is at the McCormick Center, McCormick Place, whatever they call it. Huge. I mean to tell you, absolutely giant. Always a really fun show for the journalists to go because there, it, there's so much space and it's spread out. It's like, you know, it's like being at the Las Vegas Convention Center, that kind of huge. And um, so it's fun. You're not bumping into people. It's media only for the first couple of days that they do it. I don't know what they're going to be showing. Matter of fact, uh, we'll have somebody on that went that will talk about what they showed. But uh, I just didn't want to go to Chicago. To me, Chicago looks like a hot mess on the news anyway. But uh, Not <laughs> only have I never been to the Chicago Auto Show, I've never been to Chicago. No and I, way. As, as somebody who is a big eater, I need to rectify that. Oh, yeah. No, no. That, that is one thing. The food. I'm telling you, the pizza. Uh, there's one, one of the auto manufacturers does a pizza dinner at this pizza place. And uh, it's, yeah, I gained like seven pounds that one night. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. Uh, George is going to talk about a uh, 2023 Kia Sportage Hybrid test drive review when we get back. Stay with us. I couldn't escape the memory of a phone call and what you said. Like a game show contesting with a parting gift. Don't miss the latest auto news, videos, and real world reviews. Find us online at the drive with alandaylor.com. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Well, you're listening to The Drive all across America. New car test drives, electric cars, hybrid cars, full internal combustion engines, which I like, <laughs> as Tim Allen would say. Um, but yeah, there's hydrogen power, there's uh, natural gas power, there's, uh, you know, I've even seen water power. I, I don't know. You know, you never know what you believe on the internet, but George Kennedy III joining us going to talk a little bit now about a test drive review for a 2023 Kia Sportage Hybrid. 
I got to do a commercial, George. Our show brought to you in part by Subaru. Love. It's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Anyway, 2023 Kia Sportage Hybrid. Now, BJ started the show, and I said, you know, uh, electric cars, uh, you know, it's like there's a side of me that kind of, uh, you know, but I get it. There's got to be choices of every kind. I don't hate electric cars. I keep saying that. I just don't like the politics around them right now. It's like, really? Come on. I get it. They're nice. But stop shoving that thing down my throat. So I get it. I love it. I love hybrid technology. I remember when the hybrid technology came out with the Prius like 23 years ago or so, around the turn of the century, whatever it was. But I remember thinking to myself, I don't want to hear about hybrids because I'm a muscle car guy. But you know what? The reality is I think it's the way to go right now, honestly. What do you think, George? Yeah, I mean, it's, we've come a long way from the Prius to the point where, you know, Kia released this hybrid version of the Sportage the same year that it showcased the redesigned conventionally powered Sportage. And from my standpoint, they're very interchangeable. And, you know, you could see in the next few years, a hybrid be the standard powertrain. I think it's uh, smart. It's so seamless. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't uh, they? Also, why wouldn't they? Because it, it's brilliant. Yeah. You know? Think about it this way: that the you know the Toyota uses the Prius, the hybrid drivetrain for optimal fuel economy, but you can also use a hybrid with its added electric power for a little bit more motivation, a little bit more oomph. And for example, the Sportage hybrid makes 227 horsepower using you know turbocharged four-cylinder engine and electric motor. That's like 40 horsepower more than you're getting out of the regular. Sportage, so and better fuel economy in the long run because it's a hybrid. So you get two better, right? Yes, so thirty-eight miles per gallon, whether it's the city, the highway, or combined. Right, the hybrid. I think that's a really important part. It's fantastic. Too, if you live anywhere where there's stop and go traffic, hybrids often do really well in the city because of that regenerative braking and the right. fact that you're using the electric motor at that low speed stop and go. Yeah. So I've heard you say before that some of these cars feel like they're like a rubber band. What do you mean when you say that? Because it, it makes my brain stretch. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of hybrids have used, and in efficient engines in general, have used continuously variable transmissions. Right. And that's not what this has. But for a little bit of background, the CVT, it's sort of like when you get on a, uh, a snowmobile and you sort of hop on it and you pin the throttle and it, it'll rev way up until it gets the you know, top speed, and then it evens off. But you, you don't hear a gear change that whole time. Right. That's sort of what a CVT does, and there's yeah. a little bit of lag to that. This Sportage Hybrid uses a six-speed automatic transmission. So as a result, it feels, you know, for a hybrid, it feels sporty. It feels connected. There's, you know, good power for around town, for highway speeds. It's you know, pretty well, you know, I'm not saying it's a sports car, but it feels pretty connected and visceral for a hybrid crossover. Well, you know, you, you talk about the six-speed transmission versus the um, continuously variable. I have never been a fan of those, only because my brain, the uh, warning Will Robinson, that, that comes on when it doesn't <laughs> shift. You know what I mean? It just goes, and it's like you're going, shift, shift. Otherwise, the transmission's going bad. Oh, no. My brain is now going somewhere. I would like to continue thinking about whatever nice thought I was thinking, but no, it didn't shift. And that's happened to me ever since they came out with them. I prefer, you know, and, and I get it. There's always a reason why they're doing these things, but I prefer to feel the shift. So they put synthetic shifting in, you know, so we make a little bump so you can feel it, which helped me out tremendously. But 
to your point, I like the fact that they put a regular good old automatic transmission in there because they are getting good. By the way, how much money? Yeah. How much money is is this vehicle? We got about one minute till break. Yeah, so our test model was thirty eight thousand dollars, which is definitely that's the high end. Cheaper side for a compact SUV. Yes, but, but it's the high end know, of that particular line, isn't it? It is. Yeah. This, this is the SX Prestige all wheel drive. <laughs> there so you it's, go. got, it's got everything. What's the starting um, point yeah. on that on the vehicle though? Like in the yeah, Sportage Hybrid starts at twenty seven thousand four hundred. Yeah, so, so that's, there you that's go. More attainable, and if you don't want hybrid power. The regular sportage, conventional sportage, starts at twenty five thousand nine hundred dollars. So now, now before before we go into this next segment, did you like it? Because you're an off roader guy, and you you're you know you've experienced these things. I, mean, I, I never have, and I probably never would take this car off road. It can it can get dirty a little bit. Um, it's I love. I think Kia does a great job from a design and a build quality standpoint. Um, the interior is fantastic. My only knock is that. Is getting a little too clever on the tech front where there's no volume dial. Uh, and all right. Only got a Give me one second. Center on the steering wheel. Let me take a break. We'll talk just a little bit more about it. And then I know you want to talk a little before uh, motorsports before Stephen Cole Smith gets here. We'll be right back. It is the drive. This message comes to you from our sponsor, Subaru, and their first SUV of its kind, the all new, all electric. 2023 Solterra, built to help protect the environment so it can be explored. It's the first electric vehicle to feature the legendary standard capability of symmetrical all-wheel drive to take you to places traditional electric vehicles can't reach. Love is now electric. Learn more at Subaru.com Solterra. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. All of my sponsors, uh, thank you. All of my contributors, thank you. George Kennedy joining us right now, one of our contributors. And I never have enough time. We just feel like we never have enough time to talk about the cars. You know, it's like, you know, the, the clock is ticking all the time. So, I had to cut you off on the 2023 Kia Sportage. Give me your final thoughts on that, if you would. How did you like it and all the, the rest of it? Now you have time. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, it's, it's a great car, very well equipped, tons of tech and safety features. But the one problem is that they've almost gotten a little too cute on the tech front. Mm, and okay. so it's got this giant screen that's really well laid out. But in order to do that, they've gotten rid of the volume dial, you know, in the center console. Uh, what you do get is this weird little panel below it that if you hit the button, it goes from climate controls to other vehicle controls. So it's, it's the volume dial half the time, and then it's a climate control dial the other half the time. Oh, uh, confusing. Yeah. Uh. They're getting too cute. I hope that there's a big correction in the next few years. They go, okay, we, we, we know there's a lot of tech that's out there. We know that it's easily you know, affordable and packageable, but let's think about how we do this in a, in a more logical manner that actually benefits drivers in day-to-day -day use. So before we move on, uh, I just will say that Kia is doing a great job on their vehicles and their warranties, their new car warranties are off the hook. I don't know what it is on this one. Is this the 10-year, 100,000-mile standard thing? 
That's a good question. Um, I want to say it's 10 year, 100,000 miles. Powertrain, yeah. yeah. So it should be 10 year, yeah, exactly. Right. 10 year, 100,000 I mean, miles. how do you beat right. that, right? So, so that is no longer a hurdle because it has a wonderful warranty. The next part of it is the design. Their designs are beautiful. And then you, you get inside of it and you go, okay, this is very comfortable, roomy, nice looking. Then comes technology because, you know, can you get past the uh, higher technology that is leaving us behind well, constantly? As a rule of thumb, with, you know, a lot of these tech features that I get frustrated with because they're just trying way too hard to be, you know, answer a question that nobody asked, these usually come on the higher end trim. So if you're trying to avoid confusing tech, go for the, you know, one of the lower tier trims and you'll right. get probably much easier to use features. Right on. All right. Now, in the next half hour, we're going to be talking motorsports with Stephen Cole Smith from Grassroots Motorsports and Haggerty.com. George Kennedy has a take on the 24 hours of Daytona. He's like, have you guys talked about that yet? I don't know, but we're going to. So here comes George's take. I know you're a motorsports fan. What do you got? I watch all forms of racing. Uh, one of my favorite events to watch is the 24 Hours of Le Mans, which happens in June. They do another really important 24-hour race over here, and that's 24 Hours of Daytona. Last week, just right? happened. Yeah. And I think it's important because people hear Daytona, they think of the 500, right? They think it's just NASCAR, but... It's a really important place for, for sports car racing. We also call it endurance racing, multi-class racing. And what that means is you've got GT cars, so they look like souped-up versions of road cars like Corvettes, Aston Martins, Porsche 911s, racing alongside these purpose-built hypercars and prototype cars. And these things are faster than the GT cars. So you've got not only do you have two races in one, you've got multiple classes you've got different levels of drivers you know different levels of budgets different speed you know all these things going on and so they're doing this for 24 hours with you know four plus races going on at once and it's a really incredible experience have you ever been to the track there and experienced that yourself yeah so i was actually there at the 24 hours of daytona as a guest of cadillac they just debuted a new a new race car and it's part of this new class of race car called GTP or Grand Touring right. Prototype. Wait a minute, and wait a minute, wait a minute. So they invited you and you didn't yeah. invite me. What in the world? I didn't oh. have a plus one. <laughs> plus one. I went years ago and it's intense, man. It's like everybody's there's I remember taking pictures of people sleeping right down in the pit lane behind the, the stack of tires that they're going to put on the car in five hours or four hours or whenever it is when they and they're they're literally trying to sleep you know like you said 24 hours solid of racing but not just one race four different races so you're right it's really important to lay this out and i remember there was a guy up in the stands all by himself like he got abandoned up there and he had a, a beer between his legs, and there was, like, all these beer bottles all around him. And I thought to myself, I'm going to go up there and see if he's alive or not. So I went up in the stands, and I go, uh, I go, hey, 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 hey. And it's like, row, 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 you know. And I'm like, hey, hey, and I'm shaking him. And he finally looks at me and goes, yeah. And I go, are you supposed to be out here? And he goes, yeah, where is everybody? And I, go, I guess they abandoned. He goes, "Oh, the hell with them! I'm watching the race." And he, what does he do? I thought he's going to sit up and watch the race. He closes his eyes and goes right back to sleep. You know, it's like 
It's just it's it's like they they gotta be there, you know. You just gotta be there. They don't care that it's cold and they're sleeping in the stands, but that's kind of part of the fun of it, isn't it? That's great. It's a really cool experience, and you know they do a fireworks show during the race at 11 p.m. So yeah. you know the drivers are, are going around the track, and I gotta point out too that it's a road course, so it's part of the oval of the Daytona International Speedway, right? And then there are roads in the middle of the oval. And so it becomes a road course when you think like Formula One or other forms of sports car racing. So, you know, they're going left and right. Yeah, that's cool. Well, uh, thank you, George. George Kennedy III, you can find him. You'll see videos that he does on Car Gurus and End Stories and Boston Globe, U.S. News and World Report, and he reports for us here on The Drive. Coming up next is Stephen Cole Smith. He's going to give us some of the highlights of the uh, 24 hours of Daytona and more. It is The Drive. We'll be right back. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. And our show brought to you in part by the all-new Subaru. First SUV of its kind from Subaru. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Solterra. Yeah, all-electric. Joining me right now is Stephen Cole Smith, motorsports extraordinaire. Uh, he was at Daytona while I was at Barrett Jackson, uh, but Steve, I got to uh, do a interview with uh, Rusty Wallace, uh, NASCAR Hall of Famer, Paul Tracy, 2003 IRL champion, and uh, NASCAR driver Casey Mears. So I had a kind of a, a one-hour uh, symposium, and it was just fun, man. These guys were they were really outspoken, and I, I asked them some questions. Rusty actually at one point he says to me. Uh, okay, if you want to go there. <laughs> so I'll tell you what it was about uh, after we get a, an update on what happened at the 24 hours of Daytona, first race of the season. Well, it was 24 hours long, so my neck still hurts from watching the cars go by. <laughs> I'll bet. There were 61 cars, which is the absolute capacity. They could not wow. squeeze one more car onto the pit road. Everybody had to have their own pits, and they had them divided up to where there was not an inch of space left over. The big news, though, is the GTP cars, because the uh, GTP cars are brand new. They're hybrids. They have to come into the pits and leave the pits on electric power. 
and the rest of the time they're just they're running like regular hybrids so that was the big concern are these cars going to hold up are they going to be able to run 24 hours and sure enough out of the nine cars two of them did suffer some kind of electrical issue i think they were back in the race but out of the nine cars seven of them finished pretty strong four of them on the lead lap after 24 hours that's pretty amazing i think the number four car was something like 16 seconds behind number one so it could have been anybody's race but it turned out to be accurate race with uh, meyer shank racing with elio castor neves and tom blanquist blanquist was the closer the guy was absolutely on fire and they found something on that Acura that the other guys have missed. It just launches out of the corners and mm. pretty well could pass anybody at will when they wanted to. So the other guys have a lot of work to do before the next race, which is in March at Sebring. Mm. I saw that uh, it seems like Corvette may have done second or third, or it was Cadillac that I can't remember, but I, I saw there was a there was a post from Mark Royce, the president of General Motors. He is into yeah, racing. Yeah, you're, you're right about you're right about both. Cadillac did get uh, third and fourth ah. uh, in the the uh, GTP class, and then uh, Corvette got second in the GT Pro class. Hmm. That's actually impressive. You know, I mean, we've talked about this before. What an impressive car the new Corvette is. I wonder when the new Corvette E Ray, I guess it's called the E Ray, the all wheel drive one. When they start racing that, I wonder what that's going to do. Matter of fact, what do you think? I don't know. One of my editors drove the E-Ray and said that it launches out of the turn with uh, the front-wheel drive, that you can't really make a mistake with a car, that it's like a perfect winter car all mm. of a sudden, yeah. which was something he never wanted to do with a Corvette. But <laughs> right. it's a pretty amazing car from what he was telling me. Wow. Yeah, well, I can't wait. Everybody's talking about it. A friend of mine wants to buy a Z06, the new 2023 Z06, and they're like, stand right. in line. You know, everybody wants one. And then they come out with this E-Ray all-wheel drive electric front drive and, of course, V8-powered uh, internal combustion rear wheels. But still, I think that's going to ease up some of the demand for the Z06 a little bit because personally – to me, I, I, I think that E-Ray is, is hot, man. I don't know why. I just think, because, of course, I live in a cold air. It's like 19 degrees this morning when I woke up. You're in Florida. Oh, boy. You know, it's like. Yeah, it's a, 80 degrees yeah. here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm wearing a scarf right now. Seriously. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So any other highlights from Daytona? Just curious. Yeah, the WeatherTech uh, team won uh, GT Pro. They beat the Corvette. And it was the last ride for Cooper McNeil, who's the son of uh, of the McNeil who owns WeatherTech. So he's quitting racing to run the team and to help run the company. So he went out with the victory and got a Rolex watch, which uh, is pretty good. Cooper McNeil is a pretty good guy, so I was, I was very happy to see that. Nice, nice. I've met Dave before from WeatherTech, and... Uh... That is one smart cookie. I'll tell you what. He has really taken that company to uh, places nobody ever imagined. Do you know the guy? He has. Yeah. I've met him. Yeah, I don't know him very well. I know his son a lot better. I know he can be uh, a little hard to get along with, but you can't deny what he's done with WeatherTech. I mean, when you see ads for them on the Super Bowl, 
they've done a pretty good job of building that company. Yeah, and they've got some cool products. You know, and it's funny, you talk about, um, you know, it can be a little difficult to get along with. My experience with him, of course, because I guess, I don't know, I must have met him on one of those good days. He was great. He was a nice guy. But I've heard that before. But I think when you're at that level, you just have to, like, take no prisoners kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't know. Who knows? I mean, you look at guys like Elon Musk, and he, he's pretty funny on his tweets. He actually self-deprecating humor, and he's pretty funny. I mean, even like he was smoking pot on with uh, Joe Rogan show, and everybody was making <laughs> fun. I mean, the guy is, you know, he's an interesting character. But uh, folks on the way to the big money, sometimes they, like I said, they take no uh, no prisoners along the way. But anyway. Absolutely. Uh, what's coming up next? We'll take a little break. What are we talking about next? Uh, talk about NASCAR. They actually technically start their season this weekend. Okay. All right. We'll take a little break. Stephen Cole Smith, Haggerty.com. I saw all the Haggerty folks at uh, Barrett Jackson, and uh, they're like, hey, man, you're doing a great job because I'm interviewing all my friends work at Haggerty now. My goodness. Uh-huh. Anyway. Uh, Stephen Cole Smith, I'll be right back. We'll talk about uh, NASCAR coming up, and then I'll talk a little bit about my uh, time with Rusty Wallace, Paul Tracy, and Casey Mears. It is The Drive. Stay with us. Hook me up a new revolution. This one is alive. Stay tuned. There's more of The Drive with Alan Taylor. The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Well, you're listening to The Drive All Across America. I'm Alan Taylor talking with Stephen Cole Smith. He's a motorsports automotive journalist. Grassroots Motorsports, Haggerty.com. And, uh, of course, right here on The Drive. A um, little bit about NASCAR now. What is going on in the world of NASCAR, Steve? NASCAR season technically starts with the Daytona 500, which is a couple weeks away. But this weekend, Sunday, 8 o'clock Eastern on Fox, they really actually start their season, but it doesn't count for points. Is the Bush Light Clash at the L.A. Coliseum, which they did last year. They built a track on the inside of the Coliseum, which is, you know, football field size, and it was a tiny track, but it was a lot of fun to watch, and they had a good crowd, so they're doing it again this year. At, nice. Uh, at the Coliseum. So I remember talking with either you or Ed Justice or one of our guys that uh, Ed's in L.A., so my guess is he went. Yeah, saw um, Ed at the Rolex. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, did you really? Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Explain, you know, what is different about this. Is it because it's such a small track, or is it a special shape or size, or what? what's the story with it? Well, I just built the track, given the amount of space they had, which was almost a, a little oval track. 
It's not a very big track, which means there's not going to be as many cars as we're used to. They're going to allow 27 cars to compete, and there's 36 drivers entered. So somebody's going to go home, quite a few cars. Uh, nine of them are going to go home. But uh, it should be a pretty good race. It's always a lot of fun. You're just running for money and for honor. You're not running for points. So people tend to get a little bit, uh, I guess, physical might be the word that we use right? to uh, talk about a little track like that. Well, I think that's, you know, people like watching that physical stuff, you know. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's kind of the fun they part. They do indeed. There's yeah. going to be there's going to be some beating and banging. I can promise you that. So, who are the uh, the folks to watch at an event like this? Who's most aggressive in that way? Oh, Ross Chastain, absolutely. He's the guy that put the stripe around the outside of Martinsville by just flooring it. If you remember, oh, and yeah. on the last lap, and he got he got him in the the chase. He's in the number one car, so oh, keep wow. an eye on Chastain. Kevin Harvick is in it. Kyle Larson is in the race. Brad Keselowski, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin. A.J. Allmendinger is pretty aggressive, too. He's a, mostly a, uh Xfinity driver, but he's uh really puts the metal to the other guys if he gets a chance. So does Christopher Bell. He's in it. He's won the Chili Bowl, so he knows how to race in close corners and Bubba Wallace is in it, too. He's done pretty good on short tracks. Oh. So there's going to be plenty of people to watch. There'll be no shortage. And I imagine the front runners will be lapping the back cars maybe two laps in. So that's going to be a lot of traffic to watch. You know, you mentioned this guy, Chastain, right? And you right. said he's the guy, for those that don't know, that put a, the stripe around. You said, was it Martinsville? Where was it? Martinsville, I okay, think. Okay, right? So that that he did by the way for those that don't know is he literally drove right up against the wall and floored it and used the wall to slingshot himself along the wall into the lead position am i right am i saying this right well he didn't win but he got far enough up to make the chase okay gotcha, he was gotcha. uh, he had to pass a couple of cars and there was no way to pass them but he figured out a way and he said that he didn't think it would work at any other track and Maybe shouldn't have worked in, but it did. That was the highlight reel of the 22 season, watching uh, Ross Chastain paint that stripe. Yeah, I remember seeing that going, can that even be legal? I mean, I, I guess that's a good question, isn't it? Can you get away with that? He sacrificed the car in that last little bit to do that. Is that even legal? Well, I don't know if it'll be legal this year, but it was legal last year because nobody had ever thought about it yeah, before. Right. So who knows? But, man, it was fun to watch. And, wow. and Chastain's always fun to watch. You're, you either love him or hate him. Yeah, fortune favors the bold. I mean, what a bold move. You know what? I had to tell you, I was getting a little bored with things until somebody does something like that. And now you go, I, now, now I got to watch, see what else he's going to do, you know? Right. Uh, yeah, he's the a, king of the Hail Mary. Yeah, there you go. That's perfect. Golly. All right, so future questing for next races we should be watching for in the in the near future. Well, the Daytona 500, of course, yeah. uh, is going to be the big one. There's going to be quite a few cars. I think there's uh, 41 cars that are, are going for it, and one of them 
is Travis Pastrana. He's uh, He mm. looks like he's got a pretty good shot at qualifying. There's only one car, I think, right now that they're going to send home, and he's in one of the 2311 cars mm. that's owned by Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin. Mm. So he's going to have a good ride under him, and he's uh, he's going to go for it. I'm proud of him, and I'm going to be there to to keep an eye on uh, on Travis Pastrana. Yeah, you know, it's funny. The Daytona 500, of course, uh, the Daytona 500, that's where we lost Dale Earnhardt. How many years has that been now? Was it 2001? 2001, that's yeah. when it was. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, two years ago, I guess. It was the 20th anniversary. Right. It was amazing. I was there that day, and I sure didn't think that wreck was fatal. But yeah. that was before everybody had to wear the Hans device, and the Hans device would have saved his life. There's yeah. no question. So. Right. It's uh, it saved a lot of other drivers after that wearing the Hans because he was the fourth driver in a year to die from one of those neck injuries. So it ended up being uh, uh, a little bit of light, you know, in a dark cloud right. when everybody went to the Hans device. We've yeah. had some wrecks that I know would have been fatal yeah. uh, since that Hans device came out. So speaking of this very incident, I had Rusty Wallace, Paul Tracy, Casey Mears, and the one question I asked had to do with Dale Earnhardt's um, loss of his life. Um, and wow. that's when Rusty said, you're going to go there? Okay. So I'll tell you about that on the other side. Uh, you're listening to The Drive, a little motorsports talk with Stephen Cole Smith from Haggerty.com. We'll be right back. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And our show is brought to you in part by Dodge Domestic, not domesticated. Stephen Cole Smith joining us, Haggerty.com and Grassroots Motorsports. We're talking a little bit motorsports. So at Barrett Jackson. Also, I'm not domesticated. No, you are you were mowing the yard. That means I'm you're free range. Free range <laughs> mower. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I called him a little while ago. He was mowing the yard. So at Barrett-Jackson, they asked me to come and, and uh, MC their uh, symposium series, the Collector Car Symposium Series, which you can find at Barrett-Jackson's YouTube channel. And there's four of them that I did. One of them was with uh, Rusty Wallace. He is the NASCAR Hall of Famer, Paul Tracy, 2003 Indy Champion, 
and Casey Mears, who is uh, still he's still driving, isn't he? He's still driving, right, Casey Mears? I don't think Casey's driving anymore. He may really? take an occasional ride, but he's not doing it regularly. Yeah, season. I know. He he was talking about a thing that he did with Paul Tracy, which so then there must be both re- retired, but they, they did something in Mexico City, and that was part of one of the stories he told. But, oh, cool. Yeah. But uh, so, you know, I asked all the, the typical questions. They kind of give me a list of questions that I looked at and I go, all right, those are all the typical questions. But you know me, Steve, I like to ask the goofy ones. So, yeah. you know, I, I talked to the, all of them about, you know, how'd you get your start? And each story was kind of cute. I really will tell you that Casey Mears, I really respected the guy because, you know, his story was more about the values that he learned from his father and his uncle, how, you know, he, he, his whole story was so different than, you know, Rusty and, and Paul Tracy, his was more like family values. And I thought, wow, that was interesting because every now and then you get, he was, he was born into it. There's no question. You can't be a member of the mirrors family and not be a racer. Yeah. So we went through all that and then, you know, what are the best moments? And of course, you know, signing with Pinsky or signing with, you know, um, Rick, um, oh, who was Mir's, uh, driver? Rick Hendrick, Rick yeah. Hendrick. Yeah. And so it was kind of, you know, I was like, all right, and these are all the expected things. So right toward the end, I thought I got to ask these, I got to throw these guys out like a, you know, a curveball of some sort. So I said, all right, so we've heard about everything and you guys have, been real nice and I appreciate that. But now I want I want that PTSD moment where you literally had, you know, you that it's it's carved in your mind something that happened. Oh, so interesting. I said, I'll give you mine. Wow. Mine was I was interviewing, you were probably right in the pits with me, but I was interviewing Dale Earnhardt's crew chief, Tony Yuri. And the reason why is because Dale had been in a crash. Everybody's, you know, the race stopped. Everything was happening. It was, you know, kind of a wild moment. And that's right about when somebody came up and said, uh, Tony, we got to tell you something. And they whispered in his ear, basically, Dale's lost his life. And the man dropped to the ground and cried, holding his face, his hands over his face on the ground, facing down. And, And it was like, I knew what happened. So I told that, oh and then, God. you know, then uh, yeah. Rusty, he goes, you really going to go there? I said, yep. And then he told an interesting side of that same story, of which I hope people will take the time to go to Barrett Jackson, the YouTube channel. It's at the very end. It's an hour and 10 minutes long, but it's at the very end. I can't tell you all of it because I've only got a minute and a half left here. The other thing was that... Um, Casey Mears talked about when the plane went down from uh, Hendrick Motorsports. And, right, had Rick Hendrick's son and yeah. a lot of the crew on it. Yeah, and so it was like, wow. And then Paul Tracy talked about the Indy driver, I can't think of his name right now, that got killed. That uh, What was his name? Young man had a, a new baby. Oh, I can't uh, think of Greg. Uh, no, not Greg. That- oh, Dear me, oh my! My just my oh, my dementia is kicking in again. Anyway, but each one yeah. of these guys. But the interesting thing was that Paul Tracy, after losing his friend, decided to retire. Of course, in you know two thousand three, he won the championship. I think that was two thousand four. Wow! But probably Dan Weldon. Dan Weldon, that's who it was. And I yeah. was there for that 
horrible situation as well. Wow. So, yeah. So these stories and more at Barrett Jackson's YouTube channel. You can find the symposiums. It's uh, the one on motorsport. It's the one on Friday that was the last Friday of Barrett Jackson. And, yeah, very interesting. Nice guys. Yeah, I every one of them. That. Yeah. I'm definitely tuning in. Yeah, it was fun. Well, Steve, thank you so much for giving us a little update on Daytona and the upcoming Daytona 500 and all the stuff that's been going on. Really appreciate it. Always you. a pleasure, buddy. Yeah. Uh, you can find Steve and all his writings at Haggerty.com and GrassrootsMotorsports.com. And um, that's about it for us. Uh, I, I got I to go feed my cows. All right, Steve, talk to you later. (laughs) Uh, See you guys next week. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. This message comes to you from our sponsor, Subaru, and their first SUV of its kind, the all-new, all-electric 2023 Solterra, built to help protect the environment so it can be explored. It's the first electric vehicle to feature the legendary standard capability of symmetrical all-wheel drive to take you to places traditional electric vehicles can't reach. Love is now electric. Learn more at Subaru.com slash Solterra.